If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all of the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. We have a sales I think someone who's really a sales guru because she has phenomenal sales experience on so many levels. Kristen Foran Henricks is here with us today. And I just want to say, Kristen, welcome to the show. We're super excited to have you. Thank you so much, Ursula. It's going to be a fun conversation. I just, I know it and I know it's going to inspire a lot of you. So if you haven't gotten your pen and paper out yet, definitely do that. You're going to want to take a lot of notes and to just make sure that, you know, you get everything that we share today. And I want to thank our listeners all over the world. I know we have listeners in 50-plus countries, which is super exciting. Um, we love hearing from you. If there's something you love about the show, go to Ursula at Sales Coach Now and email me. I'd love to hear from you. If you love our show, definitely leave us a review, too, on iTunes. Um, we'd love to see that there. So thanks so much for your support. We also have a sponsor today. Um, Pamela Egan Floral Design is sponsoring our show again today. And Pamela, um, we recently interviewed her on the show, so you'll, you'll definitely hear her. She's an artist with a passion for floral design, and she owns her own company, as I mentioned, Pamela Egan Floral Design. Her background in design, coupled with her instinctual creative ability, shine through in her unique florals, creating an unmatched floral experience. Corporate clients appreciate how easy she is to work with and enjoy her talents to convey a fresh, creative floral display, display for their lobbies, dining, and event spaces, creating a very upscale, welcoming, and caring ambiance for their clients. And right now, um, Pamela is offering 25% off your first individual or monthly corporate order. And you can reach her at Pam at Pamela Egan Floral, and Egan is spelled E-G-A-N floral.com, or go to her website, www.pamelaeganfloral.com, or you can email us for more information at contact at sales coach now, and we'll get you connected to Pamela. So Pamela, thanks so much again for being a sponsor. We're going to dive into our conversation with Kristen today, and Kristen, um, Kristen Ford Henricks is the owner and chief effectiveness officer of Best in Learning, an independent consulting firm that works with organizations who are committed, engaged, and ready to roll up their sleeves to find the very best learning solutions to improve process, 
streamline workflow and increase productivity. Kristen works in the areas of off-the-shelf and custom content, platforms, methodologies, and technologies to support alignment and performance, which we could all use more of, that's for sure. Customers include corporate, government, and associations, and she represents over 80 solutions worldwide. Kristen's core passion is for making a measurable difference in identifying and managing the behaviors that lead to productive and profitable outcomes. Kristen is a past president of ATD, Twin Cities Chapter, has served on multiple nonprofit boards, and is a recipient of the National Association of Women Business Owners Woman on the Way Award, and of course, NABO near and dear to my heart. I served for 10 years in, in California um, at the local level and the state level. So that's so exciting. We love our Nabo sisters. All right, Kristen, thank you for being here today. Let's dive in. Let's. I would love to start with your story a little bit. Just, you know, what brought you into this world of solutions and training and what you love about it? And then also when you first launched, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about whether or not you had any limiting beliefs about sales or selling. All right, take it away. Oh, thank you, Ursula. You know, as as uh, as I get older, I I know less and less. Um, you know, when I was young and and starting out, I was uh, I was a very arrogant person and uh, felt like everything would come easy to me. And I was I was very wrong about that. You know, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I I had a background in uh, in in sales in the hospitality industry, and I I when I first got into sales, they which was a long, long time ago. Um, I remember that they handed me a phone book and said, "Okay, go sell stuff." <laughs> I I came a long way from that. Um, I did have um, some formal training. Um, which was fairly good. Um, was it was the Xerox program, and I, yeah. I grew up in that environment, and um, I I had over 20 years in in that industry, uh, which uh, included you know multiple markets as well as uh, moving up to supervise a fairly large staff. Uh, what I didn't know uh, at that time, which I wish I knew was that I expected everyone to be like me and to uh, like in, and enjoy every part of the sales process, which I'm, I'm lucky enough that, that I really do. I love the whole thing. I love to, to prospect. I love cold calls. I like the follow-up. I like the close. I like the manage, management of the account at the end. And, you know, lo and behold, not very many people are like that. Um, I I think what I believed um, my my father and I actually my dad always wanted to own a hotel and so we went out um, looking to purchase a business um, and we were looking to buy a hotel and here we came across this little learning company and um, so I I did not launch a business um, I purchased it and then I morphed it into what it was today so I purchased my existing business. Uh, in 2002, uh, and at that time, it was almost all off-the-shelf sh- IT training. And I'm, I'm not a technical person, but what I did, instead of being able to call folks and go, oh, this is what I have to sell, do you want to buy some? Uh, what I did is I approached it in the opposite direction and went and said, you know, what, what is it that you need? What problems are you experiencing? And then I went out to the marketplace to find the best of breed solution to match the problem. 
So that's what mm-hmm. I'm still really able to do. But what I, what my limiting belief was at that time was about, um, how much I could sell and what that number was. Uh, I, I always had a goal that I wanted to gross a million dollars. And mm-hmm. it was the wrong goal. Um, first of all, it was way too low. Um, but secondly, the goal needed to be focused not on a number, but on an activity. And I guess what I mean by that is that now I know that what my goal is, is to help people solve their problems. And the hardest mm-hmm. part about helping people solve their problems is helping them figure out what the heck the problem is. <laughs> Sure. So, oh my goodness, so many things that I want to unpack that you've shared. And first, so going back, um, I love that you shared that, that, you know, you, what you realize is it's really about solving people's problems. We talk a lot about that on the show and just the importance of, you know, really from, coming from that place of serving, which most of us, it takes us a while to get because in the beginning we're so in the way because we have fears and limiting beliefs and it's all about us. And then we realize it's not and we start to get out of the way. What I'm curious about you mentioned the number, like you had the million dollar gross revenue goal and you said that was the wrong goal. You needed to focus on activities. Can you unpack that? I mean, this, like now, when you plan out a year, do you have um, a number in mind and then you reverse engineer it to figure out the activities? Is that what you're saying? Or what's your, what's your goal setting process now, Kristen? Um, my goal process uh, in the past has been uh, pretty vague, and that's not because I didn't realize the importance of the goal and writing it down. It was that I had almost too much experience with sales forecasting, and mm-hmm. uh, when I, when I first started my business, it was uh, my dad was was really nervous because he was an investor, right? And so mm-hmm. he wanted me to put together this report every month, which was very painful. And he says, well, how come this changes every day? And I'm like, well, it should change every day because if it doesn't change every day, that means I didn't work every day. But when you're um, you're small, um, and in my case, I was one person, and then I, I did have a, a staff uh, for a number of years. We'll go into more about that, that later. <laughs> and now I'm back mm-hmm. on my own. But what what i what i believed was it, you know obviously the more activity you have the more results you'll have but but i knew enough where i need to get my my sales cycle is uh, as long as 3 years believe it or not because my the dollar sure. value of what i sell is is fairly is fairly high um, in most cases, because I tend to work with large organizations, you know, so don't be scared that my stuff is all expensive. It's not. But, you know, depending on the solution, usually it's a complex problem. If it's a real straightforward mm-hmm. solution, they don't need me, right? So sure. yep. if you, yeah, if you have a complex set of problems, that means that you probably need more than one solution and they need to work together and, and all of that stuff. But I know um, that my pipeline has to be really strong in that case. Um, so in my case, the activity meant that I needed to have uh, 10 new leads every week. 
Sometimes okay. I could get that those in one day. Sometimes uh, it would take me more than the week. Um, but that's what I needed to average as far as activity. And the other part of that activity that I would like to say that is pretty important is that it's not just um, making the connections, um, whether that's networking online or in person or um, making cold calls. That's not the only important part. The other real important part is that I had a belief that the only way to get to my goal was to sell more stuff, and that wasn't true. I know that seems like, you know, okay, Tell what the more. heck are you talking about? But um, I, I actually had a, a mentor sales coach that asked me that question. They were like, well, how are you going to make that million dollars? And I was like, well, I'm just going to sell more stuff. And uh, Gary Cohen is his name, and he said, really? That's interesting. Is that the only way that you can get there? And that was a huge aha for me. I was like, oh, gosh, no, it's not. Um, so what I, what I did that has helped me immensely is I have set up um, partnerships with my vendor partners that have resulted in distribution networks. So I now have other people selling my stuff for me, and I'm getting an override on, on that because I set up the relationship. So it wasn't about, so Gary's point was it's not about working harder or you having to sell everything. It was about, he was saying tap into what's creative, tap into the other possibility, and, you're, and you realize that you could tap into distribution. I love it. That's such a great point. And for everyone who's listening, I want you to think about that for a moment. Is selling more in your business the only way to get to your goal? Or could you have strategic partnerships or fill in the blank? Brian Tracy has this exercise where you ask a question like, what's the fastest and easiest way to get to my stretch goal? And then you write down 50 ways to get there. And by the time you get to 50, you have like gold on that list. So I just want to encourage everyone to do that because it really will open up some paths for you. Well, thank you, Kristen, for sharing that and that example because it's so true. We get so locked into our own way of doing things and thinking there's only one way. So super powerful. So when you were on your journey, so thinking of when you launched the business and you know, throughout the years. But was there a moment or a couple of moments you remember where you had an incredible month or you, you know, you doubled your sales or you just paid yourself a big check? Was there a moment when you felt like you kind of made it, like this is really working, I'm making money, I'm serving my clients? Do you remember that? And if so, what was that like for you? Oh, I do. Um, the it was it was gratefully really fairly early um on when i got the when i it was within the first year of having the company i landed a extremely large uh manufacturing company that that is that is global and um that felt really wonderful um it feels mm-hmm. even more wonderful because that was in 2003, and they're still one of my favorite customers. <laughs> so wow. um, that was it, it was awesome because uh, it, it happened to be in the area of, of OSHA and safety training in in a uh, manuf- large manufacturing company, and um, both manufacturing and safety are are male dominated fields and. It felt really fantastic to be able to um, establish a relationship 
as as a woman into that industry. I I know many female entrepreneurs that it, to to get into that space is is it just particularly tickles you. You know, it it it's like mm, okay, yeah. I I I I beat out the boys and that feels good. So after you landed that client, what did you believe about what was possible for your company then? What did you believe about sales and selling? That quote unquote, even as a woman, that was like you did it. Like, what did you believe about sales and selling? What was possible for you then? You know, it's funny because I think real realistically to answer that question in from a, the most honest place I can, I waffled in between. Oh my gosh, that was easy. I can do that again and, you know, anything is possible. And then resting back on my laurels, so to speak, going, oh, well, that was big. I, you know, I, I don't really, you know, need more money now, um, because I'll, I'll be able to collect residuals on this. And I got a little lazy. Um, uh, so it's, it, it, it was a combination of both things. I think the, the breakthrough that has, quite frankly, come late and recently is that I don't need to put a cap on it. I don't need to put boundaries around it. I need to continue to go through and say to myself and say to others, what's next and how many people can I help? Yeah. I, that, I mean, it's profound and, and, Interesting, and thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing both sides of it, because often we think it's like, oh, big breakthrough, and now I'm past it, but it's interesting that how things can kind of pop up or how we continue to work on them and how we continue to evolve. So so I'm curious, about, it kind of ties to what I, what I want to talk to you about next, which is really like when you look back throughout your entire career, what's the number one limiting belief that you changed? It doesn't have to be about sales, but it could be about yourself or business or anything that really has helped you stay in business, succeed in business, thrive in business? Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to be really honest and vulnerable again. Um, one Good. of my faults that um, my, my grandmother, my mom, my dad, my siblings, every single person who's ever known me says that I'm so darn stubborn. And <laughs> I prefer to think of that as being persistent. <laughs> But for sure, I do not I do not ever ever give up. And there have been so many times, Ursula, where, doggone it, I should have. It's it's crazy stuff. But and I'm going to say something really hokey here, so forgive me. But I was watching an Oprah show, and this was I don't know, probably 15 years ago. But I, I shared earlier that I was very arrogant when I was young, and I expected everybody to be like me. And uh, I, I think it takes a lot of us a lot of time uh, to realize that people are are very different, and it's really good that they're very different. And let me surround myself with people who are different from me so that I can learn from them. But on this Oprah show, she was interviewing Maya Angelou. And, oh my gosh, that what she said changed my perspective on so many things. And what she said was, if people show you or tell you who they are, you should believe them. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And Love that. I have always given people the benefit of the doubt and expected that they had integrity and all of those things, even when my gut was telling me different. And that's really mm-hmm. helped me because it's like, nope, 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 this doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right, it isn't right, walk away. Yeah. Um, and I needed to learn that, to have permission to walk away from both potential vendors and potential customers because if it didn't feel right, it wasn't. And that's, you know, you, you have to trust yourself and, and know that you can recognize, maybe there's not a test for it, but you can recognize whether something is right and has integrity and is the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. So when you know, like now when you trust your instincts, and it's such a great reminder, by the way, and it, it's, I think it takes everyone some time to really build that muscle, um, especially in sales, right? Because we want to hold out. We want to hope that they're a great strategic partner or a great new client, but then eventually <laughs> you learn, oh, you know, I was right. It's not a great fit. But for those where, where you know they're a great fit, like you're willing to, you know, fight for them and be persistent and stubborn or whatever we want to call it, because I think those are all great words, and I think we all need more of that. Here's the question, because I get the, I get this question all the time, and I'm curious. Like, do you remember, like, what's the most amount of times you've ever followed up with a prospect who turned into a client? So it could be, like, we'll call follow-ups emails, voicemails, phone calls. How many times? Oh, okay, I can't do it in those terms. Eight years. <laughs> wow. Eight years. Wow. Um, but But I'll tell you what I got. I got the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> that was worth it. That was definitely worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, you, anybody you listening, government moves cycle. really slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to have government accounts. They definitely move slow. Um, so can you think of another, like on average, how many times are you willing to follow up before you give up or before you let it go? I mean, I don't think, I don't think you ever let it go, but like, is it five times, 10 times, 20? It doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going. Like, give me an example. Because here's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of my clients will be listening and I'm sending them so much love. It's a place where people get stuck and, you know, it's like, I don't want to be pushy or salesy. So they stop following up. But what's your, what's your best advice there? Okay. Okay. Um, what, what I, if, if I would say that what I, what I'm best at is asking questions and, okay. and the, and the discovery part of, you know, do you have a problem and how can I help you? Because I represent so many solutions, over 80. I can't call somebody and go, oh, well, do you need this or this or this or this or this or this or this? I mean, that would drive them crazy. So, when I'm following up, um, and, and a lot of my existing customers and or prospects, you know, ask me to call them quarterly or every 60 days or every 30 days or when should I follow up? It's always my question to them, when and how would you like me to follow up? And, and do you want me to? Because some of these people I've been calling on for years. And, um, Ursula, you actually gave me permission to call people and say, you know, I've been calling you for five years. Do you, I, I know that you still have problems. Can can I help you solve one of them, or should 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 we just not talk again? I always try to give people um, an honest out. Um, I I don't want to waste their time. I'm, I don't want them to be nice to me. I 
don't want to waste my time either because um, my time my time is 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 free. I have a I have a business model where I get paid on the back end by by the vendor partner who provides the solution. So when I sell their solution, I get I get paid on the back end. I don't um, well I shouldn't say I don't ever. Um, sometimes I I do get paid up front, but but it's it's a one off thing. It's it's not it's not normal. I I think it's a two edged sword to be that persistent. But, you know, generally speaking, yeah, a, a lot of, of the people that I call every day, I have been calling for, for, for not, not weeks or months or, or, or days. I've been, I've been calling, I've been talking to them for years. And, and the good part yeah. of that is, is I've established a relationship with them and, and they are, they're comfortable and they trust me and, and all of that stuff. But I, I I'm not going to keep doing that if they at least haven't given me the opportunity to put solutions in front of them. Good. Well, great. And that's a great point. I mean, I remember when I was in the tech training industry, it could take years. I mean, sometimes some of those major corporations, it took time and we really had to nurture them. But I didn't want to nurture them unless I knew there was some opportunity there. And I think you bring up a great point of just being really clear in your ask. And, you know, I mean, I know you have seven vendors. I mean, you have 80 plus that you work with. But, you know, talking to clients or potential prospects, I would say, I know you already work with seven vendors. However, you know, there might come a time when you need another solution. I'd love to be that solution. Let's sit down and meet and just figure this out. And if they said yes to that, I always found that there was some type of business at some point, some even, like you mentioned, even a small piece of business that I could get so I could get in the door and we could develop a real, a great relationship because I wanted to show them how amazing our trainers were, but I couldn't if I didn't have even like one class in there. And so it does like just getting that one piece, but sometimes you have to, you know, be that direct because someone could say forever, yeah, follow me with, follow up with me next quarter, next quarter, next quarter. But as you brought up, that might not be the best use of your time if there's, there's zero interest. So I want to keep going. We don't have tons of time left. What are your, Kristen, like looking back at, you know, your, your career, you've mentioned cold calling, you mentioned networking, but in everything you've done, what do you feel like are your top two sales strategies in terms of growing the business that have worked best for you? I'm, I'm going to call on two of, of my own personal gurus that have helped me. Um, one is the, the first strategy is to follow the money. And what I mean by that is I learned from Lou Russell, who teaches project management, believe it or not, that there's only two reasons that an organization should change the way that they do things or buy something. And uh, the two reasons are to make money or to save money or to do a combination of the two. So basically what I'm trying to find out is what is, the, what is the problem, what is the issue that you are trying to solve. And mm-hmm. then we wanted to define how much money. So how much money is this problem costing you? And that will kind of determine um, not only how much you should spend on solving the problem, but by right. when you should solve the problem. Yeah. So, wow. So it's really, you know, really, really that cut and dried and simple is to define how much money this problem is costing. Because that'll help both of us know whether we should solve it or not and yes. how fast we should solve it. And so, you know, if, if you do those things, uh, are you kidding me? Closing is not going to be a problem. Such a great point, following the money. Either, you know, you want to make more money or you need to save the money. Let's figure it out. But that, that, thank you for sharing that. I can, I feel already like people writing that one down and really spending some time <laughs> thinking about it. 
Uh, because you're right, like once you figure that out, or a combination of the two, it's pretty easy to point back and say, well, you know, our solution's only going to cost you $30,000, but it's, this is going to save you $1.5 over the next 10 years, or whatever it is. Like, getting into the numbers right. is so important. So, wow, right. thank you for right. that. And, I, you know, I want to make sure we have time for you to share as well. We know you're an expert in connecting learning solutions to people problems and really making that making those solutions happen in the middle. Can you share your top two to three strategies, please, that you share with your, your customers and clients? Well, I think the key is um, asking the right questions. And, you know, I never want uh, a client to feel embarrassed that they don't know what their problem is because it's very, very common to not know what your problem is. Maybe somebody asked you to... But go get sales training, for instance. And, you know, presumably uh, that means that you want to increase profitability, right? Um, so yep. is that the problem? Well, we really don't know until we start asking questions about why is it that you need sales training? Is it is it that people don't know how to do something or they're not asking the right questions? And um, the other thing about asking questions to discover the the deeper business issue because that's what I need to know. I need to know what that core issue or issues are. And uh, the most powerful question that anybody can ask is, what else? Because mm -hmm. if you can get that person to talk, they're going to tell you so many problems. And they're going to be really mm -hmm. happy to tell somebody their problems. And if you listen and you take really great notes, you're going to be able to connect them to more and more possible solutions. Yeah. Phenomenal. And, you know, and it's, it, it's just, it, it feels so good to be able to really, really help people. Um, and, and, and in doing it that way. And if it's something that, if it's some work that you don't like to do or whatever, you know, everybody who is a, a business owner knows a whole bunch of other business owners. And uh, boy, those referrals are like gold, aren't they? It's like, no, I, you know, I don't do that, but I know somebody who does. Yes, and so by asking those questions and just showing up as the problem solver, you can help them, which is a perfect segue, Kristen. So for our listeners, if they are working for a large firm or even a smaller company and need some, some help with some of their solutions in the area of training, um, how can they connect with you? What, are they, what do you recommend? You know, um, either call me or email me um, is, is fantastic. Um, my, my office line is 651-653-2099. And my my email is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, at bestinlearning.com. I am always free. I love to help people. And if if you, you know, have learning products or services and, and you could be a potential uh, partner with me, I'd love to hear about you, know what you do. If you have any um, people performance problems or business issues, or if you just want to talk and, and tell me your problems, I'm good with that too. Um, I yeah, I'm at I'm at you know I'm at no cost always. 
um, no obligation. As I said, I get paid on the back end if I solve your problem. Phenomenal. Well, Kristen, thank you for being you. I've enjoyed connecting with you and learning more about your business. We're excited to support you. And for our listeners, you know, if you have some of those training needs and some problems in your company, reach out to Kristen. Just have a conversation and connect with her. Kristen, thanks again for being on the Double Your Sales Now show. Thank you. And I want to thank again all of our listeners all over the world. If you haven't heard yet, we have a new gift for you. If you're ready to double your sales, you can access my new PDF. It's called Six Secrets to Doubling Your Sales. And you can get it at www.salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Yeah, it's that easy. Salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Excited to get that to you. So hopefully it will inspire you to, to really get out there and grow your sales. And also, I'd love to partner with you on your next event, conference, or sales training session. So you can go to Ursula Menchis, and that's M-E-N-T-J-E-S dot com, to see all of my latest keynotes and click on the link to book me now. Thanks, everyone, and make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.